Good morning, podcast listeners. My name is Brian Dude Manzabricki, and I would like to introduce to you our newest podcast, Behind the Scenes Look at How We Film the Other Podcast Series. Makes sense? Let's hope so. So the name of this new podcast series is called the You Up Podcast Exclusive. And the way that this podcast works is that we are going to bring on some of the people from behind the scenes of that other podcast that we don't want to mention and we're going to discuss what they've done to help us grow as artists. So without further ado, we just have one question for you, podcast listeners. You up? Good morning, podcast listeners. My name is Brian Dudeman Zabricki. This is a You Up podcast exclusive, the first of many that I hope. So the way that this works is fairly simple. I'm going to start bringing on some of the -the behind-the-scenes people, some of the people who have helped us behind the scenes with our podcast episodes. And I ask them, how do they help us out? For this first episode, I am with... Samara Mears. I'm a voice actress from Australia. Hi! Great. Thank you so much for coming on the You Up podcast exclusive. Thanks for having me on, Brian. Dude, man. The first opening segment that we usually do is called Fan Mail. And the way that this works is fairly simple. This is where we ask fan letter questions. The first question that I have here in my notes comes from Anthony. Now, it says here that Anthony is 22 years old and that he is an Instagram influencer. Anthony, uh, I just have no idea what that means, but thank you for sharing that with us. So Anthony comes from Lanecaster. So the first question that Anthony asks is, uh, I see here that you are from Australia. What part are you from? And how long have you lived there? Yes, I'm from Australia. I grew up in a little area not far from Sydney called the Hawkesbury area. Now, though, I live in a little tiny town called Woodstock in the country about five hours from Sydney. I actually just Googled not long ago to find out how far away you guys were from the Woodstock in New York, but I see that you're about four or five hours away. Anyway, I just thought that was funny because I live in Woodstock and there's a Woodstock in New York. A very famous one. I've lived in this little Woodstock for about five years now. Also, I see that he kind of snuck in another question here as well. It's a little out there, but I'll ask it for him. So what is the best food that comes from Australia? Or just what in general is your favorite food to eat? Okay, so my first thought when I hear that question is Vegemite on toast. And I, that's kind of seems like a bit of a boring answer, but I really do love Vegemite on toast. It's good stuff. It's yum. And it's possible that you may have to have been brought up on it to enjoy Vegemite, but nevertheless, it's fabulous. The other thing I think of about Aussie food is a meat pie. I don't know if you guys have the same kinds of meat pie as we do. I think you might call it a pot pie, just a single serving, one person serving sized Meat pie in pastry. Delicious. Well, they can be delicious. They can be terrible ones, obviously. But yeah, just simple beef pie, tomato sauce on top. Yum. And that also seems like a pretty boring answer, but I guess I like simple foods. I'm sure Australia has lots of more delicious and exciting foods, but I'm a simple gal, I guess. Thanks, Anthony. Thank you. We don't really get a lot of people from out of Buffalo come on our podcast, so I'm sure that he really does appreciate your time. Uh, Thank you for answering his question. 
The second question here that I have comes in from a Derek. Derek is 19 years old. He is a Hamburg resident. He asks, how long have you been voice acting for? Also, do you have any other acting experience or is it primarily voice acting that you involve yourself with? Hi, Derek. Thank you. Yes, I've been voice acting for a bit over a year now, but I've been acting in general since I was a little kid. My debut was as a 10-year-old in fourth grade doing a dance called the Skipping Rope Hornpipe in front of my class. So yeah, I've been acting for nearly 30 years now. I have a drama degree, which I completed in 2001, and I did... A bunch of stuff with local Sydney theatre, fringe festivals, that kind of thing. Before I had children, now the children are a bit older and I'm getting back into the acting thing. Thank you so much for answering Derek's question. For me personally, it's always interesting to hear people's backgrounds. It's always interesting to see where people came from. Speaking of which, I would like to personally extend my gratitude for you helping us out with our first season when you helped us with that episode. Oh, you're very welcome, Brian. No worries at all. It was fun. And Ashley has the last question, so it better be a good question. It says right here, when you are getting into voice acting, what cartoon shows inspired you? Or what just inspired you? Um, also, are there any new cartoon shows that you watch now that inspire you? That was a pretty good question, Ashley. Thank you for being the last one. Uh, yeah, so are there any shows that you were... Uh, inspired by when you were getting into voice acting or what what inspired you to get into voice acting um and also are there any shows you watch now that you go huh i wonder if i could pull that voice off myself let me see and you try it hi ashley thank you yes that is a good question um i actually came at it from a different angle it wasn't so much that i saw voice acting in cartoons or anything like that and got inspired it was more of a practical journey. Um, I live in a really small country town and there's not a lot of, there's almost no creative arts going on. I couldn't have any practical way of doing any acting or performing. And then my partner and I kind of came up with the idea of doing voice acting because I can do it from home, from my own little studio and work with people all around the world, all over Australia, and fulfill that creative need I have to be acting and performing um, in, a, in a practical way that I can do from my little tiny town. So it wasn't so much of a burst of inspiration, but more of a practical way that I could get creative again. As far as what I'd love to try out, um, pretty much anything and everything. I'd love to work on an animated movie or TV series. I'd like to try out all kinds of different characters. I don't have a particular one. I think it'd be fun to play like a Disney villain or a Marvel anti-hero. That sort of thing would be great fun. But also just really love doing small projects for people who are doing creative things and just making stuff for people, creative stuff. All right, thank you so much for answering Ashley's questions. And now these round of questions, they are going to be coming in from me. I'm excited. Are you excited? All right, so let's just dive right into it. I would like to know, I'm curious to know, 
out of the two ads that I had you do, they were Dr. Fine Body's Back Alley Services and the Top 10 Top 10s. Which one was your favorite and why? Okay, my favorite was definitely Dr. Fine Bodies, the characters. It was just really fun. I thought the comedy was really well done and it was just really fun to do. I tried it out with a few different accents and just had fun with it. I really enjoyed the character of the the sort of the con woman who's trying to destroy people's lives and get paid for it or something like that. And then it turns out she's a fraud. I just enjoyed the comedy. Interesting. You know, I'm always interested in feedback, positive or negative. I always love hearing people's criticism because it helps me uh, develop. It helps me evolve as a writer. And and if you're not pushing yourself, if you're not trying to become a better writer, then you're not going to succeed and you're not going to get far. You know, the thing about uh, being in the film industry is you have to develop a very thick skin because you're going to get a lot of people who don't like your work. You can be very proud of it, but you're still going to get people who think that it's terrible and you should quit the business. But if you have a very thick skin and you take, you know, what people say about you and to consideration, then you'll develop and you'll evolve as a writer. And that's why I love criticism. Um, so thank you for being completely honest with me. Whoa, I just felt the room get a lot tenser. <laughs> Let me try to liven things up in the studio here. Let me try to get things going. Let me try to get the ball rolling and, and liven things up and ask you a more fun question. I think this is a fun question. Here we go. So I know that I had you try a few different accents. I know you had to do the sexy girl accent for the top 10 top 10s and the way that that came about was because I heard your voice demo again. And one of the voices I heard was, you know, some kind of like very beautiful, seductive voice. And I'm like, oh, well, she can do the top 10, top 10s. Um, and I know that I had you try like switching between American and Aussie. So my question for you then is, I know I made you do a lot. Were there any challenges that you had faced when you were recording these? As far as, you know, the voices is concerned or, you know what? What about actual challenges you face? Like, were there mic problems? Were there script problems? Those things as well. I'm always open to criticism and feedback, like I said. Actually, Brian, I didn't feel like you were asking too much at all. You did ask me to try some accents and try a few different characters. But to me, that was that was the fun part. Um, I've been practicing lots of different accents lately as part of just becoming a better voice actor. I've been working a lot on accents. And so trying some out was really fun. And I was really thrilled that you were happy with my American accent because as, as a non-American and practicing an American accent, it's always so nice when a actual American person says that your American accent is doing well. So thank you. I appreciated that. I didn't find that to be a challenge. I thought it was great fun. As far as the scripts and the creative direction, I found that there were a couple of little bits and pieces in the script that I thought didn't quite work. And so I changed the words around a little. And if you remember, Brian, I asked you, could I change a few words? And you were fine with that. And that was also just a part of the process. So I appreciated that I could pick up those little things in the script or just try out an idea and you were good with it and it ended up being a really fun process. So I think it would be a really smart idea on my behalf if so that the listener knows which ads you have done. 
I'm going to play them both this episode. So the first one that I'm going to play is Dr. Fine Body's Back Alley Services. And after this plays, I'm going to uh, explain sort of the background behind it, how, it came up, how I came up with the idea and the sound effects. And then after that, I'm going to ask you my round of questions about, uh, you know, your experience working with me, your experience, you know, when you're listening to these, those kind of things. But first, here's Dr. Fine Body's Back Alley Services. Dear Buffalo residents, are you sick of paying an arm and a leg for health insurance? Do insurance companies grab you by the pockets and shake you till you're blue in the face? Well, have you tried Dr. Fine Body's Back Alley Services? We know you get tired of waiting for nurses to examine you and ask you the same questions that the doctors will. So here at Dr. Fine Body's, we don't ask you what you're here for. We just start taking apart your body. Do you have an itch that you just can't scratch down there because you met a fine looking woman at the bar, but you're a sailor who doesn't believe in protection? No problem. Here at Dr. Fine Bodies, we'll cut it off for you. You won't have to worry about transmitting your disease to poor innocent girls anymore, you filthy, disgusting man. So what are you waiting for? Come on down to Dr. Fine Bodies. Tell them Dr. Kim B. Lee sent you. That's Kim B. Lee, not Kimberly. I hate it when people call me Kimberly. Kim is short for Kimothy. Warning! Warning, Dr. Kimby Lee and Dr. Finebody are not actual real doctors. They have no real degrees of any kind. I think Kim went to community college for general studies, found it hard on day one when they were handing out the syllabus and saw she would have to read two books a semester and dropped it. And I'm pretty sure Dr. Finebody is just a mannequin that Kim dressed up as a doctor so when the police ask where the bodies are, she'll have somebody to blame it on. They'll never find me. I mean, I mean, that's Dr. Finebody's back alley service. Don't look for us. We'll find you. So now the inspiration behind Dr. Finebody is, is actually a little complicated. Um, so the earliest ads that I had done were kind of food related. And one of them was about uh, this. This one was called Aw Chucks, you know, because it's, it's a play on Aw Shucks. Um, so what I thought was really funny um for the all shucks all shucks was what if like you had a restaurant where um you didn't finish your food but instead of throwing it in the trash you actually recycled it <laughs> and the next person who came in uh actually ate what the last person who ate was i mean sorry they they ate not the person but they they ate uh the last meal to the person who had um before them was i thought that was really funny and i was i was trying to do something similar so what i wanted to do was like uh like a Dr. Trash, uh, Trash's Back Alley Food Service. So the way that I was going to do that was there is going to be this, um, you, you kind of go behind a dumpster, and it was kind of like a joke on the whole, like, dumpster diving. I thought it was just something so stupid, so um, funny, I guess. Not not to make fun of people's situation, you know, because I'm, I'm sure that there are some people who are that poor that, you know, they have to resort to those measures, but... Um, because we have a college kind of audience, I don't think people in I don't think our listeners are in that situation. So I didn't think I didn't think it was going to be offensive. I didn't think it was I don't I didn't think it was that mean spirited. Um, 
but I was like, okay, so Dr. Trash's uh, back alley uh, um, food service. That's funny. Let me let me uh, work on it a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then I remember there was a scene in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back where uh, Jay and uh, Silent Bob, they both have the scene where, like, uh, they wake up and, like, all of a sudden, like, their organs are missing. And I'm like, dude, wouldn't that kind of be funny? Because, I mean, like, and then I thought about the fact that, you know, you're from Australia, so I put that into consideration because I know that there are some people who have different kind of medical um, payments. Like, I know that medical in Canada is free. I'm not sure what the uh, situation is in Australia, but I was like, you know, I know that America is kind of flawed because what will happen is I know that uh, some patients will go in and the nurses will act, ask the same questions that the doctors do. And that really annoys me. Like when I'm when I'm going to a doctor's office and I, I'm asked the same questions that the nurses do and then the doctors ask that and then all of a sudden, oh, can you call for me? And they're like, you're fine. And I'm like, I'm not fine. I came in here for a reason. Um, so I was like, you know, fed up with just medical stuff and i'm like what is a fun parody i can do and then it clicked i'm like oh dr fine bodies and the way that the name came about was because at the last moment when they're like um the mannequin part <laughs> so the mannequin part uh what had happened was i thought wouldn't it be funny if like dr fine body was a synonym uh pseudonym you know the kind of like um code name for when the police come and they're like oh well uh kim Beely, not kimberly she uh she dresses these man- these mannequins up, and that's what Dr. <laughs> Finebody is. And so I thought that was hilarious on its own. Um, the sailor noise, actually, is my favorite sound effect. Because um, when she's like, you're a filthy, disgusting man, and then there is that noise of, like, you know, because you're a sailor who doesn't believe in protection. Um, I was, like, thinking of different noises, because I'm like, you know, what's what's a funny noise? And so I had looked up air horn noises on SoundSnap. And one noise that came to me was like a boat one. I'm like, that's perfect because he's a sailor. And so it made sense in two regards. One, because she says, and you're a sailor. So that noise made sense. But then it, because it's an, an air horn and it just sounds so like like an error, like it sounds like uh, like a mistake. I'm like, that is phenomenal. That is perfect. That I can't find a better noise for this moment. So that's actually my favorite noise in that. But now I'm going to dive into the voices now. So you had sent me your personal demo reel. And one of the voices that I heard in it was a doctor voice for some ad. So I already knew that you had that voice saved in your back pocket. Pulling that voice out must have been no challenge at all. I mean, I just, I'm assuming. So now the other voices. Well, what had happened was you had sent me a few different options. You had sent me a few different um, voices that you had um, tested. You had a Aussie accent and you also had an English accent. So... Uh, what had happened was when she's like, and they'll never find me, or something like that. Um, and then you're like, I mean, <laughs> uh, excuse me, I mean, I all I did was I just took uh, what you had sent me, because you sent me two different voices, one Australian, one American, you said the same thing, and I'm like, oh, well, there's that I mean part. Which, it wouldn't be funny if I just kind of like spliced them together, and that, that was just super easy. So again, you made my job a lot easier on that front. The reason why I kind of fanboyed so much about this one is because you really raised the bar on this ad. It, to date, up to this point, Dr. Fine Bodies is my favorite ad. Um, so great job on that. Like, I mean, because I mean, I've done other ones, you know, like the ones I've done with James and Sloan and myself, I've done those and they were all great. But Dr. Fine Bodies was like the bar. You raised the bar. <laughs> so uh, again, I'm sorry I'm fanboying so much, but my goodness, you you knocked this one out of the park. Um, 
like I said, Dr. Feinbeis has to be my favorite ad up to this moment. So now I'll kind of ask you uh, your impression of it. What do you think about the, the sound effects? What do you think about the voices? How it came together? You know, those kind of things. I, I want to ask, you know, also the challenges you face, the obstacles. I just want to know, like, how you mentally prepared for this, how you uh, went about doing this, those those kind of questions. Uh, please uh, go into full detail as much as possible. So I'm, I'm really, really curious because, again, you raised the bar so much that, like, I – if there's one person I really want to explain themselves on, uh, I really want this one like fully developed. Uh, like I really want to know everything that went into this because, again, wow, <laughs> great, great job. I mean it. Wow, gosh, Brian, you're being very, you're flattering me. I um I really appreciate you being so kind. That's lovely. I really enjoyed doing the Doctor Fine Bodies script. Uh, like I said before, it was just a fun script. I really enjoyed the comedy and now I enjoyed your story just now of how you came up with the idea, starting with the trash idea. That's, that's, I, yeah, I get that. I can see where that, where that went from trash to, to fraud doctoring. I really like that. Um, so my approach to doing the, the recording of Dr. Fine Bodies. Basically with a creative script, I really, my process is to really just read the script and get all the clues from in the script. So who is this person? Who's talking and who are they talking to? And so just reading through the script gave me that, that feeling about this, this probably desperate, probably lonely, probably got some serious issues this woman who has set up this sort of fake doctor with not even a human being with but with a dressed up mannequin and so she's probably got some serious issues and she may be a little on the unstable side I think because who behaves like that probably unstable people so reading through the script and I start to get that into my head and I'm thinking how would she speak how would she you know, what speed and what tone of voice would she have? What kind of attitude does she have towards the people that she thinks she's speaking to? So all of that just kind of marinates in my head and in my body while I'm starting to work through and practice through this script. I don't know how to explain it any any further than that, in that I just take in all that information and I imagine myself in that character's position. And so I can just start acting, I guess, is really the only way to, to put it. So I act out that character and, and the voice just comes from, from where uh, the character is being inside me. With the different accents that I tried out for her, um, the, that's a, there's, I kind of do that process a few times over. So I think of myself as an American Kimby Lee and then go through the script in that way go through the whole script and then I think of myself as if I was an Australian Kimby Lee and you might remember in the take that I sent you in an Australian accent I actually changed the buffalo to Penrith which is a suburb in western Sydney which I just thought would be the appropriate place for Kimby Lee to be practicing her dodgy deals and so I just made her Australian for that one and then, as you mentioned, I really enjoyed how you then spliced the little snippet of Australian accent into the American Kimby Lee, because that 
added the whole other dimension of she's an, actually an Australian. She's hiding out in Buffalo, trying to con people into taking up her dodgy medical services or whatever it is she's actually trying to do in her dodgy little con woman way. Um, so I really enjoyed that. That added a whole international dimension to it, which I thought was a great idea when you did that. And then, of course, the other section, which added another element of fun because it was a new character, was the, the warning section where there's a new character who's somehow interrupted the Dr. Finebody ad to warn everyone saying, I don't think this person actually is a doctor. I don't think either of them are real doctors. And that was just another character which which was a fun one because that section of the script is more of a flowing stream of consciousness type of thing. She just says this one long sentence about, I don't think Kimby Lee went to community college because she got there on the first day and she had to read two books and she decided to quit because she couldn't do it because it was too hard. Just that big long. So this character is obviously trying to warn everybody. She's a little desperate. She's thinking, oh no, people are going to get hooked by this dodgy Kimby Lee. So that was, that was good script writing, I thought. I enjoyed that part as well. So basically what I'm trying to say, I guess, is that it was a fun project to do because the script was well done. It was fun. The comedy works well. And I just found it not much of a challenge to have a really fun play with it. So thank you. I really appreciate you being so kind about how I did. And I really appreciate being able to have the opportunity to do it. I love having any kind of opportunity to do a creative performance. So thanks. Thank you again for doing these ads for me. I know that you said you've only been doing this for one year, but you have such an amazing talent. You are so incredibly talented that I would be surprised if nothing happens from this. Like I, I truly honestly believe that you have a really bright future ahead of you. And I mean, I would definitely work with you again. I mean, obviously, you were the first guest that I had on the You Up exclusive. So that's how much you mean to me. Like, you you really did me such a favor. You're really a lifesaver. I can't thank you enough for helping me with this. Uh, so the next ad that I'm going to play is the Top 10 Top 10s. Let's, let's play that. Let's listen to some more from our guest this episode. Hey there, sad, lonely nerds. I, I mean, potential clients. Do you know what super hot, sexy supermodels like me, Natasha, Alexa, and Brittany find super attractive? Well then, come closer. Getting really close now. Shh. You really want to listen carefully to this one. Shh. You ready? You sure? Mmm, okay. <laughs> Top 10 lists. Oh yeah, trust me. It makes super hot, dangerous, steal your car, your wallet, and your kids supermodels like us crazy. They're super popular on YouTube for a reason. And don't tell me it's because of unintelligent, uninteresting 40-year-olds who can't form their own opinions, so they watch top 10 crazy cartoon cats in movies and TV shows in between kids and teens react and Jenna Marbles videos. Because that's just ridiculous. Are you a talentless, lazy, and broke 30-year-old who wants to make real money quick but 
You're too out of shape to go outside and search for a real job? Well, join our team today. That's Top 10 Top 10s. Each week, we'll review Top 10s from all around the world and give you our rankings for those Top 10 videos. We know you love such classic gems as Top 10 staircases shown in TV shows and movies and Top 10 sandwiches used in movies. Oh. But where would we rank those Top 10 videos? Join our team and we'll decide together. And we're back. You are listening to the You Up podcast exclusive. So the inspiration behind Top 10 Top 10s, honestly, I just wanted a commentary on the current state of YouTube. And that was the inspiration behind the script. Because one of the things that's really frustrating to me right now is seeing not just YouTube, but like film and TV capitalize on other people's nostalgia. Like everything you see now is either from the 80s or 90s. Nothing is original anymore. And that's really frustrating as a content creator with that in mind obviously this is a watch mojo parody so there is this youtube channel out right now it's called uh, watch mojo and the way that watch mojo works is that in the beginning i don't know if they still do this because I, I only watched like their first couple of seasons but they used to have this really hot seductive sounding voice that would talk about i don't know top 10 action scenes in films and top 10 plot twists and films their earlier episodes were really interesting to me as a filmmaker um but later on they got a lot more ridiculous like top 10 sexy aliens in film that's ah oh, come on or top 10 garfield jokes <laughs> top 10 cats in films these were things that were just so benign so stupid and they never changed their format so you would have this really seductive sounding girl's voice talk about Garfield, top 10 Garfield jokes. And I'm like, someone has to make a joke about this. And so that's kind of where the inspiration came from. The other thing that they do that's really creative is the their use of adjectives. Because one week, like we had mentioned the top 10 staircases and movies and TV shows and top 10 sandwiches, they would upload those videos. By the time this episode of the You Up podcast exclusive comes out, I would not be surprised if that same day they came out with these videos because they're just, they've hit a creative wall. But anyway, so a month later, they would come out with adjectives and these are the kind of adjectives that they come out with. Ooh, top 10 spooky staircases and TV shows and movies or mm, top 10 sexy sandwiches and movies and TV shows. Like, what is that? And that's that's what they're guilty of. And it's just, it's really funny how, how, uh, bankrupt they are on ideas and creativity and it just it that's why I unsubscribed to watch mojo and I just felt like someone had to make a parody video I know that they there's probably a billion parody videos on watch mojo at this point but I want to throw my own two cents so did I nail it did I fail it you let me know anyway I'm sorry that I went on that huge rant um can you tell me about your experience with the top 10 top 10s what did you like about it what didn't you like about it and what would you change what would you do what would you do differently well, first, I just want to say that's actually the first time that I've heard that one all the way through. And it's really funny. <laughs> I just, I feel a little silly that that's the first time I've listened to it. But there we go. Um, this one I had a different time with because it was so different from the other one. And I wasn't sure about, I've done, like you mentioned, I've done things in a sort of a sexy voice before. <clears throat> um, but not so much in a comedy um, situation. And so I had to 
adjust a little bit the way I was thinking about it to be parody sexy rather than actual sexy. And that's a little different, especially when you're saying completely ridiculous things like talking about, you know, boring, untalented people in their mother's basement or whatever, and you're saying it in a really sexy voice. So it's really fun. It's just a bit of a mind twist to to get your head around when you're being sexy but saying really unsexy words or telling a really unsexy story. And the thing is that there's really nothing sexy about top 10 videos. So yeah, I don't know. It was just really fun to to do that parody. So I guess that's the challenge that I had was to to strike that balance of being sexy and being funny. And also I do generally find the sexy intimate voice more of a challenge because I don't that's further from my reality. I'm I'm more likely to start ranting about someone more like the Dr. Finebody character than I am about something sexy. So it's just more of an acting challenge, I guess, um, but really fun. I had the the challenges with that script as well were that some of the sentences and descriptors were really long. And that's not a criticism. It's because that's how it works in the in the context, the um, the part about the description of the supermodels, which had about, I don't know, six or seven different adjectives all joined up together, and they're all describing this one type of supermodel. So the challenge is to get that all out in one breath, in one sexy way, and get all the phrasing right, and so it's in context, it makes sense and sounds right. Like I keep saying, it's fun to try out those different things and see which which kind of phrasing works and which kind of accent works. So I really enjoyed this one as well. I feel like I should have more constructive criticism or something like that, but I just really enjoyed it. And I really appreciate that you were happy with how I did it. So what I would like to do now is introduce our next segment. The name of the segment is called Where to Find Me. So the way that Where to Find Me works is basically your plugs. If you have anything that you would like to plug, if you have any work, your personal demo reels that you want people to listen to, where can they find them? If you have any projects that are online, where to find them? Or if you just want people to just you know um, follow your Facebook page, what is your Facebook page? Those kind of questions. You know, I want you to really take this moment to you know. Um, take the floor and let people know where they can find you uh, that's that's what I would like people to know is like where where they can find you because I think you have such an amazing talent you're so gifted that I I really wish you the best I really wish you so much future success that I think that's why I wanted to create this episode I wanted to give you that moment where you can you know have the floor and tell people where they can find you so I'll show up now <laughs> Thank you, Brian. That is really kind of you. I really appreciate that. Um, so the best way to find me is my website, which is www.samaramears.com. My name is spelt S-U-M-A-R-A-M-E-E-R-S. Uh, so you can find me on my website. You can also find me on LinkedIn and Facebook as Samara Mears. You can find me on Instagram, which is probably the place I 
am more often than the other ones. I'm called Samara underscore Mears on Instagram, but you'll find me if you search for Samara Mears pretty much anywhere. Fortunately, there's not very many people named Samara Mears, so it's pretty easy to find me if you Google Samara Mears, voice actor, Australia, something like that. YouTube as well. I do have a YouTube channel and you can find that on YouTube just by searching Samara Mears as well. That's got lots of my demos and some corporate work that I've done recently, some explainer videos, a couple of commercial demos. It's all on there. Please do, if you're interested in any kind of character work, any kind of corporate work, I'm open to try all sorts of new things with voice acting. So please just let me know. I'd love to hear from creative people about creative stuff to do. All right, guys, like I said, you really want to keep your eye out on this guest. She is incredible. She is such a delight. She is so much fun to work with. It was it was a pleasure. It really was. I really wish that we could work together on future projects. Any last minute feedback you have about being on the podcast and any future advice you have for uh, people who want to get into the voice acting community, um, please, by all means, any last minute words. Well, mainly, um, I'm a little concerned that my head has gotten so big from all your lovely compliments that I'm not going to fit back out my studio door right now. (laughs) But so thank you so much. I'm very flattered and I appreciate the attention, I guess. Um, Last words. um, Thank you so much for the honor of being the first guest on the on the You Up podcast exclusives. I feel very special. Thank you. For voice actors, I think the best thing you can do is get onto Google and find out heaps of information. There is so much information online about how to start in voice acting, the kind of equipment you want to get, the kind of training you should be getting. And then after you've done lots of reading, get yourself into some good training. So either find a really good coach in your area or online. I did some great coaching online with a with a coach in the States and it was fabulous. So coaching is the first most important thing and then practice, 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 which is probably the important thing with any kind of career you want to get into. So yeah, that's the way to go. Actually, there's one more thing. One, 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 one more thing. I always do this with our guests and so I think um, this would be a good time for you to do this for me. I always turn the table and ask the guest if they have any questions for the host. So are there any questions that you have for me? Mm, yeah, okay. My, my question is, what is your favorite kind of creative stuff that is going on in, in Buffalo specifically or in the surrounding region of New York? What is the thing in that area creatively that makes you really excited and feel alive and feel like, yeah, the world is doing good things? What makes you feel like that? Wow, that is a very intelligent question. So now, if I can be honest for a moment, I would like to say that it is the Buffalo U.A. podcast, but it's not for the reason that you might think. So when I had started the Buffalo U.A. podcast, I had started as a means of networking. I wanted to have our guests come on and they share each other's episodes. I really wanted to have everyone 
start supporting each other. And I think that my podcast has been doing that successfully so far. What I didn't expect or what I should have anticipated was the fans' reaction to us. Like I said, we have had such an overwhelming amount of support. We have been awarded so many different opportunities, like going to the Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival. Speaking on that event, you know, you would ask me what made me feel so proud to be a Buffalo uh, resident. And it is the experience that I had at the Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival. You know, seeing everybody come out and support each other, it was just jaw-dropping and inspirational. It was like being in a fever dream. Oh, the Buffalo Dreams, now I get it. (laughs) But seriously, the event was such a surreal experience. It was like being in a different dimension. Greg, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for providing the filmmakers a platform to showcase their dedication to their craft. That is so commendable and awesome. And thank you for allowing us, the Buffalo Podcast, to uh, do on-location interviews with the Buffalo filmmakers and also people around the world. That's an experience that we will never forget. And it's a high that we still, months later, have not been able to come down from. Greg, honestly, on behalf of the Buffalo You Up podcast we can never thank you enough i would like to speak now about the superhero alliance of western new york or sani uh so the charity work and the events that they do is so commendable everyone who is associated with the, that organization is so incredible they're so nice and <laughs> wonderful and uh i've said this before and i'll say it again i feel like each member every member of that organization is a real life superhero you know they have their own personal lives their own issues and the challenges that they have going on in their own personal lives but they always put that aside and they focus on the bigger picture which is the charity work that they do and you know giving back to the community um and you guys are just rock stars in every sense of the definition you know you guys are real life superheroes and i really mean that and now to the leader sherry if you're listening to this podcast i just want to say thank you so much for everything that you do you have such a beautiful soul and you are without a doubt one of my favorite people that i can call one of my good friends you know you bring so much positivity into my life and i can never thank you enough for that you know you're so welcoming to not only me but also my mom and i know that she appreciates that you know she went to that served stacks event and she had an incredible time and she said she loved you know seeing the superheroes yeah but also seeing the interaction that you guys had with the the kids from the children's hospital she was like she was so blown away that she thought you know it was very eye-opening for her and she's like wow these superheroes are really making a difference in these kids lives you know they're re- they're really making them you know smile out of uh, a day in their life and that's really amazing and i'm like mom i know that's why i'm bringing them on for season three like i am so excited for season three when i interview all of the people from superhero alliance and i ask them you know the charity works that they do and what they feel like how how they feel like they're helping the community i'm really excited for season three but um anyway you would ask me what makes me cry what makes me like really be thankful to be a buffalo resident and it is it is the superhero alliance it is the buffalo dreams it's just all of the things that buffalo is doing right now like buffalo is absolutely killing it and that's what makes me proud to be a buffalo resident i just want to say thank you to the fans and the supporters of you know the buffalo you up podcast and the you up podcast exclusive thank you guys you know we're so buried in buffalo love that sometimes it's just it's difficult to breathe sometimes you guys are all amazing thank you for believing in us like how we believe in buffalo and i hope i really hope that that answers your question i hope that was uh the answer that you were looking for thank you for asking me it that's a fabulous answer to my question. I love film festivals, especially local film festivals that anyone can enter and just everyone gets to share their creative stuff. I love that. And I did I have seen a few of your uh Instagram posts I think about the superhero superhero alliance and that's really cool. I love 
when people do that kind of thing. I think the post I saw, they were at some charity do helping people who needed help. I don't remember, but I remember thinking that is a really fun way to be helping people. So great. I love your answers, Brian. Thank you. Aw, thank you so much. Um, One last time, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on this podcast. It means the world to me. And also, I just want to ask you, do you have any last minute words for the people who are listening to the You Up podcast exclusive? Thank you. Thank you for having me on, Brian. I have loved chatting to you. It's been fun. And I hope I haven't rambled too much about nonsense. (laughs) But I appreciate being here. Thank you. And I hope people really enjoy those sponsor ads that I did for you guys and have a good time with them. And keep listening to the Buffalo You Up podcast. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Um, I've been Dude Man. And I've been Samara Mears. And I still am. And we just have one last question for you, the audience. This question is podcast listeners on three. You up? Thank you so much for listening to the You Up podcast exclusive. I have been Brian Dude Man Zabricki. We are available on iTunes, Spotify, and Radio Public. If you haven't already, be sure to check those out and subscribe to our channels. We really greatly appreciate it. But until next time, we just have one question for you. Podcast listeners, you up?